You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues, Margie and Sarah, from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all safe, happy, and healthy, and that you had a wonderful new year. This is episode 580, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing with you all the latest Disney rumors and news to try and help your week be more magical. If you're looking to reschedule or to book a trip, one of our story guides would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Just contact us today. So first up, Happy New Year to everybody. Brad and I just actually arrived, some of you guys know this, back from Orlando just on Saturday. It um, was crazy to think that two days ago I was in Florida and we had school today. That was a little crazy for me today. Uh, We heard a lot of things about Disney while we were there. First of all, this is the one that is like big news and it's still the case. I checked again today. The Rock and Roller Coaster has not ran since 2021. So the four days so far. It has not run because we record on Mondays for anybody who doesn't realize that. And we broadcast them on Wednesdays. But so, so far in 2021, the Rock and Roller Coaster and nobody's really saying anything it's just on the app and it says that it have it has technical difficulties but they don't know what the technical difficulties are because it was running fine according to the people that wrote it new year's eve so now it's just done huh they just no reason given well you know they keep going back and forth that it's gonna get a makeover and someone else is gonna like sponsor it and so i didn't know if it had anything to do with it but that was a very well kept secret if that's the case because and they normally don't keep that secret, though. They normally announce right. hey, we're going to refurb this. Right. And I doubt they're going to start a project like that right now. Well, <laughs> when I just can't. Yeah. Other things are going on hold. Yeah, a lot of big important things. This is like my son was noticing the big pile of dirt. What is that big pile of dirt? Well, it's where they had started digging for um, reflections, but now that's. I think that's completely off the table. They're not even saying that's a delay. So. Very interesting way to start 2021, at least at Hollywood Studios, one of, you know, where there's not much butt rides there right now. And yeah, then uh, and that's one of the most popular ones or correct. one of the yeah. more popular ones. Yeah, it's one of my family's favorites for sure. Oh, I do love rock and roller coaster. It's so much fun. fun. What a bummer. Hopefully it comes back soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, we promised to try and bring some sunshine and magic, but... Not yet. We have another sad (laughs) announcement. Disney Television Studios had a halt production. They were supposed to start production on January 11th, but they've extended their shutdown until January 18th. This affects Grey's Anatomy, one of my favorites, Station 19, American Housewives, Blackish, Mixedish, Rebel, and the Disney Plus series Big Shot. 
This is due to the surge in COVID infections and deaths in LA area. And as you probably know from the news, the Southern California region has recently extended the stay at home order. Our prayers go out all to those dealing with COVID and their families. It's yeah. really rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that LA is the new epicenter for COVID. They have a lot, they seem to have a lot of rebels in LA. I mean, I think there's some everywhere. Like Kaylee got upset a little bit, or well, I shouldn't say a little bit. Kaylee got upset when we were in Orlando if she saw someone walking around with a mask. And it was a little frustrating to see people even just walking to the pool because it said everywhere that you were supposed to wear a mask unless in the pool area, which a lot of people there, I guess they figured I'm traveling there, so it doesn't matter. So she got a little frustrated with that. But for the most part, people were pretty good about that. And especially like when we went to eat on Disney property. So I don't know. I just, I really thought that we could get a handle on this. I did too. And it kind of makes sense why Disneyland is not opening. (laughs) No, I know. If LA is still having a really big problem you know disneyland is have we i am yeah sad disneyland is just a lost cause right now (laughs) so are all of those shows on abc yes yes okay i'm sad about Grey's anatomy because it had a good cliffhanger okay so you're a Grey's fan too (laughs) yes from the very beginning love it um well ratatouille the tiktok musical I love this. <laughs> was I want to watch it. I know. It was created by Emily Jacobson and featured a cast of stage, film, and television actors. It came out on January 1st, and by the end of the first performance, the show had raised over $1 million for the Actors Fund, which is amazing. That's really cool. The show is going to continue to stream on demand for 72 hours, the minimum contribution to view the stream is $5 and proceeds continue to benefit the Actors Fund, which helps actors in need. With theaters of all kinds closed across the country, many actors are out of work. And it's so true. I have wondered about that because all the Broadway people, not not just regular actors, but like all the Broadway pe- shows that are down and all those people, what well, are they Well, did you doing? guys watch the... Um, the Disney sing-along, the Christmas family mm-hmm. Christmas sing-along. Yes. And in it, there's a performance by all of these Broadway singers. And they said in there that that was their first time on stage since the shutdown. I know. And you can almost like see it in their faces that they're like, I'm home. You know, like we say Disney World is our home away from home, but like the stage is their home away from home. And like, you could just see it in their faces as they were singing. It was like, I'm back on stage. This is amazing. I'm singing. Like, I just can imagine how awesome that was for them to be back up there on that stage. And they were social distanced. I thought they were, they did mm -hmm. a great job with that. Well, hopefully that gets back up and running soon. Yeah. Disney legend and former executive vice president of Walt Disney Attractions, Ron Dominguez, passed away early Friday, January 1st in the morning. He was 85 years old. He is survived by his wife of 41 years, Betty, and three children from a previous marriage. And this is what Josh DeMauro released. 
We are saddened to have lost a very dear member of our family, Ron Dominguez. Ron's contributions to Disneyland are nearly incalculable. He was well known among the cast and community throughout his tenure at the park and continued to show his support long after his retirement, guiding and mentoring leaders, including me, for decades. I am personally grateful for all that he has done for Disney and want to express my deepest condolences to his family on behalf of every Disney Parks cast member around the world. So I looked up Mr. Dominguez. I'm definitely more of a Orlando person and not <laughs> Disneyland, but this was a really interesting guy. His family, their house was on the land that Walt Disney purchased to build Disneyland. Wow. And they had to move out. And the day they moved out, they'd already started construction on Disneyland. And so they basically wow. moved out of the house into a construction site. And then another neat thing was that he mentioned that his house is right about where Pirates of the Caribbean is now. So just, I, I can imagine being in the park and be like, that used to be where I lived. I was like, when I grew up, that's where, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. But then the other really neat thing is this is a story of a man. He finished school. He started his first job was a ticket taker at Disneyland. And he worked his way up to, you know, an executive position. Wow. And hearing those kinds of stories is just it really, you know, touches your heart. And to think about when he says what kind of contributions he made to, you know, Disneyland, it, it really is true. So on New Year's Eve, guests were evacuated from Splash Mountain at the Magic Kingdom. And we actually got this um, on the news in Orlando. So we knew about it. We were just waiting to get more details. Um, the ride was stopped at around 9.15 um, though that the My Disney Experience still had it listed as a 35 minute wait, which I'm sure was very helpful to the people that were waiting in the line. Um, Disney stopped letting the guests into the line about that time. Several logs were backed up in the areas, work lights were turned on inside and cast members were visibly evacuating the guests. Splash Mountain has had a really hard time since reopening. So in June is when we found out before the reopening that it was gonna be turned into Actually, Splash Mountain is a reflection of 2020, I believe. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> we found out it was turning into a different ride. It was going to be rethemed to the Prince and the Frog. Then it broke down several times after Magic Kingdom reopened, including the very first day that it was open, it broke down. So then in August, a log fully submerged, which I'm sure we all remember because we reported mm -hmm. on it. Um, guests had to be evacuated in September. And then in October, we thought things were looking up because the classic projections were finally restored. Only a week later, the attraction's goose animatronic fell over and was covered in nets. So we were hoping that Slash Mountain um, was leaving its troubles behind in 2020, but that poor Slash, <laughs> Slash Mountain broke down yet again at 10 oh, no. a.m. on January the 1st. Well, hopefully mm. that's not like a whatever, you know, like saying what 2021 is going to be like. like no, but I think it may cause the them to, I don't, they haven't given us a date that it was going to end, but this is typically the time of year that they start to close that down anyway to do refurbishments. Yeah, I really yeah. feel like in order to get that um, theming, re-theming done and maybe have it done in time for October, they are going to have to 
to do that. So, and that might just be the straw that breaks the camel breaks the camel's back. I guess. I hope so. They need to just go ahead and rip that rip bandaid off. off the band-aid. And just go yeah, straight into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Remy's Ratatouille adventure, hopefully, I say that again. Hopefully, uh, opening soon. Like March first. This- Right. All of this stuff. Come on. Win, win, win. Just tell us. It seems that Disney has added a new background loop for the French Pavilion in Epcot. The new background music can be heard coming from Pavilion's expansion. The music was not discernible from inside the French Pavilion, where the regular France music loop continued to play. Guests could hear the new loop from across the river, and they were able to identify some of the music from the Ratatouille soundtrack, including Les Festines and A Real Gourmet Kitchen and the melody from the end credits. I'm going summer. I think they're going to announce the opening at the investors meeting, and they're going to give a summer time frame when hopefully things are looking better mm-hmm. COVID-wise, because I don't think they're going to open it when they can't take advantage of it properly. You're probably right, but it was virtually ready when they were showing stuff in October. I know. I think it's just sitting there waiting. It, it just needs people to try it out. They want, I, they're going to try to leverage it. Well, I'm sure. Well, if they need somebody to come try it out, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will come. They can pay for my flight out there and <laughs> they did do that little um it was on the disney parks blog yeah they did a little um like, blog I, about it yeah so maybe they're gonna try to start building it you know some momentum park hopping is back starting friday january 1st guests were allowed to park hop at disney world again Park hopping hasn't been happening since the park shut down for the pandemic in March of 2020. So if you didn't hear the news on the show a few weeks ago, we will give you a little recap. You may now visit two parks in one day. This is a little different than it was before, though. But for now, that is what Disney is allowing unless you are a part of their social media team. Ooh, how do you become a part of their social media team? Like the people, the blogs and stuff that we watch... Vlogs, I guess. Well, I can work up to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're working on here. You make a reservation for your first park. You will stay at this park until at least 2 p.m. At 2 p.m., you may hop to another park. However, Disney suggests you call their capacity check number or check with guest relations before you leave the first park. We wouldn't want the other park to be at capacity and for you not to be able to go there. So make sure that you check before you go. And when in doubt, always ask a cast member. Right now, the hours have been extended because of the holidays. So the park hopper would be worth it. However, if you are at Magic Kingdom and you want to hop over to Animal Kingdom, they will be closing at 5 again, 5 p.m. again very soon. So that is less than three hours in that park. So you need to think hard about that decision. So since this article was released, um, you know, you always have the what do you people that are going to push the envelope and see if they, what they can do. And people found out that now it could have ended by now. I mean, that was last night when I read this, but um, they went to all four parks. Oh, how did they get to go to all four parks? They just went. They, they, I guess, don't have a lock on the system yet, or 
they didn't announce that they could. They told us there was only going to be two and they didn't think people would try it. I'm not sure how it came about, but there were some vloggers and they just tried it. They went to the first park that they reserved uh-huh. and at two o'clock they hopped on over to Animal Kingdom and then they hopped on over to um, Hollywood Studios and then uh, Epcot was open the next latest. And so then it they did that. So they did all four parks because mm. the way it had been announced to us and then when we were watching, we watched another vlog of, well, it's Tim the Tracker that we always watch. They did that on Christmas Eve, but they're part of the media for Disney. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't shocked by that at all. But then you've got the people that are always going to try to push the buttons and see what yeah. they can get by with. So apparently. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Um, Gina also just sent this message to us that there's a new park hopping tip. So there's a phone. I know I mentioned it, but they, you can call 407-560-5000 and you'll be connected with the respective automated response to know if the park hoppers if you can go to another park or not if it's full so they've created a capacity hotline and so do you easily have to call make in. another reservation or do you just go over there and hope it's still available when you get there anybody know that yeah i don't think it said that yet i wondered that you just have to have a park reservation for your first park. Right. Yeah. And then if capacity is available, I would think that you can go to the other park. I just still worry. Like, what if you leave one park? Well, I figure. I think they figured by like 2 p.m., people who are going to want to come to that park are going to be there. Yeah. The people who have reservations are going to be at that park by 2 p.m. So, yeah. yeah. I also don't think a ton of people will be park hopping with... The way the, the way the restrictions are right now i you know and i hardly ever park hopped to begin with the only reason why we had park hopper that one time was because we got free dining but in order to get free dining you, you had to have to the get park, park hopper, hopper pass and we only used it on friday because we usually just go to a park and that's our park mm-hmm. for the day because i yeah. feel like it's especially with kids i think maybe it would be different if it was just my husband and i but with kids, like having to go from park to park with children, it's like really difficult. And so we just always go, we we rope drop in the morning and we stay until it closes that night. I'm 100% with you. Park hopper with kids is tough, but I could see where if it was just, you know, me and my husband, we could, you know, go somewhere in the morning, come home, to the resort, take a little rest, and then at night we could go have dinner in another park mm-hmm. and do nighttime stuff. Yeah. But um, with kids, yeah, no. <laughs> but park hopping is back. It's just not as amazing as it was before, but it is still back. <laughs> so Christmas decorations were still up in the parks. But the Christmas cavalcades have been put away until Christmas 2021. The bright and cheery cavalcades that we saw in September are back, ready to greet guests with no set schedule, but plenty of smiles and characters for guests to see. Most seasonal foods are gone in the parks as well. But if you're lucky enough to spot any, you might want to snatch them up because they won't last long. As far as merchandise, while Vicky was there with her family, the Disney Holiday Collection was marked at 70% off. 
She had fun watching the other guests rummaging through the clothes and accessories that they could get for such a low cost. Vicki, did you pick anything up? I didn't. My mom did. And then I later was like, why didn't I buy those Christmas ears? That was so stupid. My mom bought the gingerbread ones. Um, but I've we've been there. So we went to Christmas. The first one was 2013. So this would have been like the fifth, the sixth Christmas. I don't know. Anyway, I've never seen them do 70% off the merchandise. So I don't know that it's if it's always been gone because the crowds were bigger or mm, what. Could be. That, that was so crazy. Or people don't want to remember 2020. <laughs> I don't know. There was this lady, and I, I just assumed she was a grandma and getting involved for her grandkids, and that's what my mom did too. But it was like all those necklace, light up necklaces, and like she had on her arm, they were just hanging from her, <laughs> her arm, and she was just raking them in. But 70% off, you can't go wrong. 70% off Disney merchandise is amazing. <laughs> I mean, 70% off any merchandise is amazing. Right. Vicky, so. you know she was just grabbing those and she was going to go sell them on eBay and earn Maybe. some profit. You're probably <laughs> right. Possibly. It makes me so sad when they do this. I know. So exciting news, or Brad, and I think it's exciting news anyway, and that is the Disney's Hollywood Studios map and the My Disney Experience app has been updated with a high-resolution Fantasmic Sorcerer Mickey. So this amazing show hasn't reopened to the park since March, but the recent digital map gives us hope that the show may be returning soon. While the map change didn't come from like a reopening announcement, it may be an indicator that we will be seeing this show soon. That's what we're hoping anyway. We also noticed that the Festival of the Lion King and Finding Nemo the Musical have been removed from Disney's Animal Kingdom map. That one makes me sad, but I am happy that they that they're at least, it looks like one of the shows may be returning soon. And the Fantasmic one is one that with you social distance people, it holds 10,000. So I feel like they could at least get, I don't know, 4,000 in there if they spread them out right for the Fantasmic show. I feel uh, like they could do that for Lion King. Lion King doesn't hold that many. No, it doesn't. No, but you could like have, I mean, you could even, okay, at Lion King, they could just do two sections. Instead of all four sections, they could just have two sections that they say that they see I don't know well I I cried a little bit when I heard about Lion King being removed from the map I was like no it can't that's just not right it was it's my favorite it is my favorite and my kids used they they were able to be a lion one time it was so cute that's a magical moment right there so Brad was like I think this may be it Okay, so talking about New Year's Eve, that's kind of how we kicked off the show. Sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, Magic Kingdom was supposed to close at 11 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Now, that's not normally when it would close, but they were wanting people out of the park because they weren't going to be doing fireworks and they just go home, socially distant. This is the pandemic, people, but people were not having that. The guests hung around just hoping that maybe they would see a magical firework or two, which they didn't. They also had their very own countdown at the front of Cinderella's castle by counting down until midnight, even though there was no official countdown. I think that's kind of fun. Because guests weren't leaving too quickly, though, cast members began to close down one section of the park at a time, just kind of herding everyone to the front. It took a while. 
Um, they started at the big circus area, and then they did one land at a time until people started walking to the exit. But we don't blame the guests because everybody wants there to be some sort of New Year's Eve magic. Like you're coming to Disney for New Year's Eve. We also understand that it was probably just as hard for cast members to not ring in the new year the regular way as it was for the guests. They're bumming too. And in all honesty, SeaWorld and... Um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember all the places that had fireworks because we stood on the balcony at our condo and we could see all the different fireworks. And then I watched um, a YouTube video yesterday of somebody that intentionally rented a hotel room so that they could sit on the balcony. Somebody told them what floor to get on or whatever. And you could, like, it was literally all around them, like a big horseshoe of fireworks in the, so many wow. different places. That's so sweet. maybe that's why there weren't that many people at Disney New Year's Eve, but... So were the people, were guests having their own countdown in front of Cinderella's castle? Yeah, so apparently there's a video. I didn't get a chance to look at that, but like somebody <laughs> just went 10, 9, 8, and then they all yelled Happy New Year, which you got to say is pretty cool. It um, is. Having been there on New Year's Eve, it is a really cool situation. They usually have DJs in all the lands to do dance parties, and there's a big DJ on the stage. And they do the big countdown, Mickey and Minnie kiss. I mean, it's a pretty big deal, but I'm sure they had much more room to move around than they do when mm -hmm. it's not New Year's Eve. I'm really yeah. surprised that it looked so abandoned because that Vicky was there and she showed us pictures and it just, everything looked very abandoned. Like it was not very crowded, but it was at capacity on like Magic Kingdom was at capacity. You could not get into Magic Kingdom but I honestly think it was only 35%. I don't, I really thought that they were going to do more. And, and I, don't, I don't think they did. Well, what time were you sending us pictures? Because if well, people weren't leaving the park until after 11. Well, I sent you pictures at 6.30, but usually you see people, like we were at two monorail stations. There was nobody getting on the monorail. Oh. And yeah. then we got off just to get a picture at night, you know, say that we did on New Year's Eve in front of Magic Kingdom. And like, maybe if you looked at the whole area, 30 people, and some of them might've been workers. It was crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I would say if there's a night that they're gonna stay at 35% capacity, it would be New Year's Eve. So if you were one of the few that were at Magic Kingdom bringing in the 2021 year, you really should feel honored. <laughs> and you should call us so we can talk to you. Yeah, you should call us and let us know. Well, Walt Disney World has introduced a new innovation to its golf courses. Has anybody been to one of their golf courses? I do. I have not. But if you want to go to a golf course, robo carts are now a thing. These robotic carts carry your golf clubs for you while following you around the course making it perfect for anyone who wants to go golfing but doesn't want to carry their golf bag. The carts follow you thanks to a GPS transmitter that can be clipped to your belt. If you stop walking, <laughs> the RoboCart stops rolling. It has a maximum speed of seven miles per hour. And according to Disney Parks blog, there have been no incidents so far <laughs> with the <laughs> RoboCarts falling off bridges or into lakes. I mean, I guess if you go into a lake, it might follow you, <laughs> but 
<laughs> they they do recommend being careful in those precarious areas, though. Um, the carts are also equipped with helpful amenities, including a small cooler, cup holder, sand bottle, and USB charging port. I would need it just for the USB charging port. That's right. There's also a color GPS screen on the front of each robocart that gives the same standard yardage information available on five full-size riding golf carts. I mean... And I put a picture on, if you look on the notes, because I put a picture so you guys can see it, because it's pretty cute. Okay, but I would go to the golf cart, I would go to the golf course just so I can ride in a golf cart that has Mickey Mouse on the front of it. I know, it's super cute. That's so a I'm, super cute golf cart. <laughs> I'm confused why they have the, a golf cart and the robo cars because you, I don't feel like you would yeah. use both at the same time. No. Which this picture has them all. I can just imagine like something going wrong and like <laughs> this robo cart just goes crazy and starts going seven miles per hour all over the golf course and I don't know. Pretty it sounds exciting. interesting though. If I play golf, it'd be fun. Yeah. It'd make a good movie, Sarah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> the robo cart that went crazy. <laughs> Why does like short circuit come to mind when I yes. see <sighs> So <laughs> Gideon's Bakehouse had a soft opening on December 23rd at Disney Springs. It had a huge number of people waiting in standby lines and virtual queues trying to try their half pound cookies and delicious cakes. Unfortunately, on Saturday, January 2nd, Gideon's announced that they are having a temporary closure of their bakehouse. Here is what Gideon's had to say. Thank you everyone for the concern. We are still in a soft opening mode. We've learned a great deal over our holiday test run and are so grateful to everyone for making it such an overwhelming success. Our opening was beyond our expectations, so we are putting on the brakes to deal with behind the scenes logistics ahead of the grand opening. Hmm. So I wonder if they had problems during their soft opening that are making this happen or what's so going on here they had to add i know this just because i saw this on a vlog i know you're all shocked by that um <laughs> so they opened and it's like behind morimoto if you know what i'm talking about in disney springs but it's across the street from the hangar bar and the line standby line was from the door down the side and around the other side of Morimoto. So then they had to add in a virtual line. I knew that because that was on the vlog. The people got on the virtual line because they're like, why would I wait two hours in this line? If, because they were only letting in, I think two or three customers at a time. It's a really small space. If you look from the outside, I took some pictures. So I, maybe I should post those so everybody can see, but um, we didn't go in. I just mean from the outside, it looks pretty large. But then when you get in, it's kind of tiny. And, um, Cause I even said to Brad, maybe we should try to get one of those cookies. And then I saw the line. I'm like, Nope, don't need that cookie. Yeah. I mean, they look amazing and you can get on YouTube and pull up any video of all the different ones they have, but it takes them 24 hours to recoup and they sell until they're out. And then once they're out, they're out for the day until the next month one is done. And I don't know that if it was, it overpowered them or what, because they have other stores. This can't be new. 
Well, you wonder also if it was like, I mean, they opened December 23rd. I just feel like that's a really busy time anyways. And so maybe it would have, for a soft opening, it would have been better to open like in January. Right. When a lot of people aren't wanting to eat cookies. And so then there would be a two-hour long line. When people have made their New Year's resolution. Though yeah. so they're huge though. Half pound cookies. Yes. Yeah. I could totally it's do enormous. it. Enormous. They looked amazing. All right. So D23 posted the rides yeah. that are slated to open in 2021 at Disney, even though Disneyland is currently closed. The Adventures Campus at California Adventure is supposed to still open. So I hope for uh, Miranda and our other friends that love Disneyland, that is true. Uh, originally, that opening date was set for July of this year. We don't know. Um, also at Disneyland Park, there's a sneak peek at the renovation of Snow White's Enchanted Wish that's um, on YouTube if you want to check it out. And it's set to reopen this year. And at Epcot, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and the nighttime show Harmonious are set to open. At Disneyland Paris, at Disney's Hotel New York, it's been under refurbishment being transformed into the art of Marvel. And it was set to reopen. And also at Disneyland Paris, the new Cars attraction is slated to open. And I, we are not finished. There is more. So everybody gets to take part in this. Yeah, this is really exciting. This is like 20, 2021. Like we're, we're done with 2020. We're ready for some exciting stuff. So if you weren't excited about all of the stuff that's opening, there's also a lot that's going to be celebrated Disney-wise. We've got Disney World, who's supposed to be celebrating their 50th anniversary. Disney's California Adventure and Downtown District are set to celebrate their 20th anniversary. Shanghai Disney is going to celebrate its fifth anniversary in June of 2021. Hong Kong Disney had its 15th anniversary back in 2020, but the celebration is going to continue into 2021 because, well, COVID <laughs> happened. We're very excited about all of these celebrations, and we have some really high hopes that 2021 is going to be the year to celebrate. But nobody's allowed to claim 2021 as their year. No, but just no. We're, we are walking in quietly. We are not touching anything. Okay. <laughs> just, let's, we can talk bad about 2020, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, with the 50th anniversary celebration this year, many permits have filed to refresh things. A permit was filed for the Swiss Family Treehouse. Swiss Family Treehouse is one Walt Disney World attraction that doesn't require significant upkeep given it is a walkthrough attraction and not a ride or a show. This one calls upon Buena Vista Construction Company to provide labor, material, and or electrical for construction. This refurbishment may not be anything major and could simply mean fixing broken items and refreshing certain areas. Those familiar with the treehouse may recall that back in 2018, safety nets were installed due to the issue of falling debris. Hopefully this refurb helps stop the nearly 50-year-old man-made tree from shedding even more pieces. Peter Pan's Flight, Prince Charming Regal Carousel, Tomorrowland Speedway, and It's a Small World have all received refurbishments over the past few years and leading up to the 50th anniversary. Disney is focusing on the attractions that opened with the rest of the park on October 1st, 1971. 
I love the treehouse. And I think it's partially because I love the movie. I love the movie. I, I could watch that movie over and over and over again. Love it. When it comes to time to quote, rise to the challenge on Avatar Flight of Passage, be ready to also face new social distancing measures or lack thereof. The popular attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom initially opened with strict social distancing measures. And while many of those are still in place throughout the queue, riders are now being seated at every link chair or ride vehicle versus leaving a seat in between parties. This adjustment comes after a slew of protocols were also relaxed over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, with every row of Rock and Roller Coaster and Slinky Dog Dash now being seated as well. Over at another screen-based attraction, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, a 4-2 configuration has been established with the addition of plexiglass dividers, allowing two parties to ride in the same cockpit, cockpit at a time. No plexiglass dividers have been installed aboard Flight of Passage as of yet. These changes will aid in the lowering of wait times, but may make some guests uncomfortable given the proximity of other guests while riding. Mm. So I heard in an article that I read that what might be the reason behind this is that the powers that be say that if your exposure time is less than 15 minutes, then it's okay to be in close proximity to someone. Um, and all of these rides are less, or experiences are less than 15 minutes. So that could be the reason for this. But I, I don't know until I would be there if I would feel uncomfortable or not. I guess it depends <laughs> on who's next to me and how well their mask is fitted. <laughs> I almost would feel more comfortable on Avatar Flight of Passage being next to somebody than on Rock and Roller Coaster with all of the rows being seated. Like, I don't know, Rock and Roller Coaster, they're like yelling. And like, if I'm behind them, I guess if I get front row, then I don't care what the other rows are doing. But Flight of Passage, I mean, you're not really like, you don't really look side to side per se you know i don't right. know and a roller coaster you're yelling and sometimes spit flies out of your mouth right. you know like it there's there's more of a chance of of that happening than on something like flight of passage mm -hmm. i agree and with I, it. I think sarah's right because this is at first i was mad and then i thought this is no different than us stuff because you know i don't know if it's the same in the states where you guys are at but um they changed the protocol and so if Stephanie and I were in the same room and Steph had COVID and I had didn't have COVID, but we both were masked, I wouldn't get quarantined if it mm -hmm. wasn't like it wasn't the 15 minutes, like we weren't by each other for 15 minutes. So um, I guess that's where they're getting that. And you still have to wear a mask on all the rides, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never seen any. I didn't see anybody get thrown off when we were there in October, but I know that... Um, there are people that again try to push the buttons that was i mean it is still kind of crazy to me that they're seating every every ride thing and flight of passage but a walt disney world cast member has been charged with two misdemeanors after stealing Gosh. almost thirty-four thousand dollars from the company over a two-year period sadly oh my 
I, I understood how this woman did this. I would never do it, but I understood how she did it. So this was a 53-year-old woman, and she worked at Disney since 1990. Apparently, she was at the Ticket and Transportation Center between January 2017 and May 2019, at which point she was fired. The defendant was responsible for issuing theme park tickets and magic bands to guests wishing that to enter the various Walt Disney World locations. The sheriff's report stated that the defendant would systematically activate the Disney magic bands, collect cash from guests for the purchase, and subsequently void the transaction and pocket the cash. Disney provided the sheriff's office with financial documents, statements, and photographs for their investigation. A Disney investigator said that the cast member stood out because she had lower cash sales and the number of magic bands she activated did not match with how many she sold. In 2018, she sold 1,965 magic bands, but she activated 3,272 magic bands. I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. My mind just does not work like that. But anyway, so the investigators caught the cast member by pretending to be guests purchasing their tickets in the spring of 2019. And during two undercover investigations, they paid with cash. They weren't given receipt and noted that the cast member placed the cash over to the side. And she ultimately admitted to stealing the $33,988. According to the report, she was doing this to help pay bills. And she had been sending her mother home $100 a month since her father passed away in 2017. So in October, the cast member pleaded no contest to petty theft and was charged with misdemeanor theft for the cash. And she pocketed, or excuse me, the cash that she had pocketed for the magic bands. She was placed on a 12 month probation, given a $273 fine and is required to complete community service and a seminar and impulse control. This is the worst part of the punishment. She is banned from returning to Walt <sighs> Disney World. That's so sad. I mean, that's really that punishment is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but the impulse control. <laughs> and that's no crazy. Business. I just don't think so, like that. But yeah, RG, are you saying it's sad that she would do this, or sad that she? Okay. It's sad that she would do it in the first place. Like okay, there's, other ways, there's other ways to find money, and then right. it's the. Not not so much that the punishment is sad, but I think it's kind of, I mean, it is funny that that is the punishment. Like, you can't come back to Walt Disney World. But that would be, and Vicki, you said it, that's like the saddest part of it all. Like, you can't come back to Walt Disney World because cast members love Walt Disney World. Like, that's why they work there. That's why they're cast members. And so to be banned, like, I would think that that would be like the worst part of the punishment. Okay, for a second, I thought you were saying it was sad because of her like the sob story like but people have sob stories and you don't go around stealing money so i don't find that bad no. <laughs> like no you should have made a better choice there are other ways to help out as opposed and, to like a hundred dollars a month like that's not really i mean that i mean it is a lot of take. money yeah but it's not that much money to be sending in order to have to steal yeah, money that's only twenty four hundred dollars in two years and she stole $33,000. So what else, what is she doing with the rest of the money and why is she not sending her mom more? <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah. Her sob story, that's, that. the, that's the whole story there. Right. No. I want to know if Disney has, like, how do they track all these people that have been banned? When you, like, if you, if you tried to, if you were banned and you tried to get in, does your picture pop up and they're like, 
no entrance or, you know. That's funny. <laughs> like what? That's a good idea for a story, actually, Sarah. Or oh, like a show. I keep coming up with movie ideas. <laughs> golf carts and. That's right. People breaking into Disney World. You need to apply. <laughs> so, so talking about that, the Magic Bands, the Mag- Magic Band activation, we've mentioned this before, but um, as of January 1st of 2021, you are not going to be getting that free Magic Band any longer. The colored bands can be purchased, and really, it's not that bad. They're $5 no, a piece. Not. And the designer bands start at $10, which also is not not too bad. You're allowed to use bands from your past trips. However, I think I've brought this up a couple of times, like, well, can you use them? And it was pointed out that, sure, you could use them, but Disney has done some updates to technology um, to the Magic Bands, and so there could be some some issues with that. So this week, Disney also announced that they won't be giving complimentary luggage tags with the resort packages any longer either. These luggage tags featured one of Mickey or his friends, and they were a nice little souvenir. It's kind of sad, if you ask me. I, I like the free, the little freebies, but I mean, what do you guys think? So I guess I want to know what's happening instead. Do you just use your phone? Or do, are you like if you card, don't have a magic card? Oh, they will issue the card at guest relations. I know mm-hmm. that because okay. when I went in October, Brad, Angela, and I all had former magic bands that we could use, but her husband did not. And so we just went to guest relations, showed him our um, confirmation email. They scanned it, and then Mike got like a credit card, which he was fine with because he's like, I'm not all about the jewelry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I love magic bands. I would lose that card in a heartbeat. I would lose it. I would put it in one pocket and then I would put it in the next and then I would put it in the backpack and then I would put it in this part of the backpack and I would always be searching for that dang card. So I'm all about the magic band. To buy the lanyards with the card holder. Oh, yeah. I would buy the card holder and then I would put that card in my pocket and then I would put it in my backpack and then I would lose the lanyard. And then, like, I just think about with kids. I mean, I don't have any problems with the prices. I'll buy the magic bands, not a big deal. But with kids, if, as a mom, if I have, you know, the four people in my family, am I going to hold? my card my husband's card and my two kids Mm -hmm. cards because that's a pain in the butt yes it is well and i always end up holding my kids magic bands i have this picture of me and i have six magic bands hanging from my belt loop and i just have like a chain i had a chain of magic bands hanging from my belt loop like so (laughs) and that's how i'd walk around magic kingdom well pro tip if you're getting magic bands get the little plastic things that keep them secure yeah because they're not very secure they're like the little i don't know they're little rectangles that you slide over oh, mm-hmm. and they, they have, have them if you have like huh a band saver is that what it's yeah, called yeah like i think so a band saver because they do not come off if you have those on and it is wonderful <laughs> the luggage tags i am I'm not too sad to see those go like it. They are super fun. And I, maybe I just thought about this last week. I was like, I didn't even know why they sent us luggage tags, but I always drive. 
And so it doesn't matter. But then I was thinking like people have been asking me about flights to Disney World and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. why they give the luggage tags because people fly to Disney World. Like they're not crazy like us and drive the 18 hours. Right. So that's why the luggage tags would be there. But but since they first came out, they've become cheaper and cheaper. So used to, we'd have them on for years. And so then we'd have one for a backpack and we'd have one for our computer bags and stuff. Um, the last three years that I got, mine was broken by the time I got back to St. Louis because mm. they were so cheaply made. So in all honesty, I bought Brad and myself a pack of four. And I want to say it was like cheap, like $6.99 for four of them. And he has two different Mickey ones and I have two different mini ones and put them on our luggage this time. So I got those for Christmas. Did you? <laughs> yeah, they were so cute. Yeah, I thought so. I guess, I guess my big concern is the magic that happens when you you know you get you you book your trip and then things are getting closer and then you get that box in the yes. mail and it has your magic bands and your luggage tags and yes. it's, like, it's real it's coming true and i feel like it's some of the like the disney sparkle is going away well i would agree and we used to also get a booklet once we booked our trips mm -hmm. used oh, to yeah. get yeah. you don't get those anymore either i got it on our tr on our last trip in january yeah but that um i don't think that since then because i was trying to think i because i said did you get a package to one of the people that i booked for this is um i had booked their trip before i was with the agency and so i did got nothing but their friendship and <laughs> but they never got anything and so i think that they just got went away from it again to save money because it was bummer. costing a lot, I'm sure. That's sad. With like the CD, like, right? Don't you get like a DVD or something that shows? That's from DVC. You still get those if you put in for them. Oh, okay. Disney Vacation Club. No, it just used to be like a personalized thing that they would say, welcome Walker family. We're looking forward to seeing you on these dates at the Caribbean yeah. Beach Resort. Your accommodations are blah, 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 blah. And then they would give yep. you little coupons and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Well, talking about Disney merch, there's a lot of it coming for 2021. With the new year comes new year merchandise. The Chinese New Year will arrive in a few weeks and it is recognized as the year of the ox. There is a cherry red spirit jersey with Chinese pictures like shadows on the background of the fabric. In the front left side, there is a gold upraised ox with Happy New Year at the top and Disneyland underneath. On the back, Mickey is dressed in Chinese attire and he is gold with Happy New Year and upraised gold across the top. Also, the Chinese New Year mini ears have arrived. The headband and ears have red silk fabric with gold Chinese writing embossed on it. The bow is red sequined with gold flowers adorning it. On one side of the headband 2021 is embroidered in gold. That sounds really beautiful. They make everything look beautiful with that red fabric. Mm -hmm. So there is a Chinese New Year's ladies t-shirt. On the front, Mickey and Minnie ride an ox on this beautifully colored t-shirt. Cranes and birds border the illustration with the classic Disneyland Resort logo on the bottom. There is a unisex Chinese New Year t-shirt as well. The unisex t-shirt features the same Mickey and text as the back of the spirit jersey, making this a less expensive way to get the same effect. 
a new glittery pink magic band was released this week. The magic band is a light pink with the standard gray edge that peels off to make the band smaller. All except for the center puck and Mickey head on one end are covered in pink glitter. This magic band will cost you $24.99 and we found it in Tomorrowland Light and Power Company in the Magic Kingdom. I wish that was one of the $10 ones. Seriously. No I love pink and glitter. There are some nice ones though. Um, did you look at yours, Stephanie, since you said you just booked it? I haven't, I so haven't looked yet. I wasn't going to, but for $10, there was a red mini one with, it was called mini and dots or whatever. And it has the little white dots all over for her, but then it has little Mickey heads all over it. It was only 10 bucks. Cute. Okay, That's yeah, cute. And so, I mean, just look through them. Some of them are 15, some of them, they go up, but I mean, for the most part, there were some really reasonable, I thought, well, at least they're making them reasonable and not trying to take advantage. Right. So there is also a new yellow retro Walt Disney World spirit jersey. It has the 3D effect. Uh, it, it looks a lot like, so if you've seen the t-shirts in the last couple of years, Kaylee has the t-shirt and my friend's daughter has the sweatshirt. They made it into a spirit jersey where it looks like it's popping out at you. Um, the Walt Disney World stretches from arm to arm. So Walt is on one arm. Disney is um, in the top of the back and then World is on the other arm. And if you can't see my shirt that I have on, actually my arm says Walt. And oh, then I see it. Disney's in the middle and then World's on this arm. This is... I guess not new, but it was something new to me. I really love this sweatshirt. I fell in love with it. But this is a yellow one that we're talking about. Sorry, got off topic. Um, they also have um, the little standard sign for the spirit jerseys on the front with the big D. And then there's the Mickey World head. And then it says established 1971. Well, they also came out with yellow Crocs and a hat that matched this amazing spirit jersey. It kind of reminded me of sunshine. It was so pretty yellow. Mm -hmm. With the 20th anniversary of the Emperor's New Groove, Disney has released some limited edition pins for all of you pin collectors out there. There are four pins in this exclusive set. A 20th anniversary puzzle for California Adventure has been released. I personally love a good puzzle. The puzzle features four attractions at California Adventure. You've got California Scream, Soarin' Over California, Mickey's Fun Wheel, and Grizzly River Run. That's fun. I can't believe Emperor's New Groove is 20 years. I know. Whatever. Makes you feel old, right? <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, there is new Bonjour Belle merchandise that was found in the <laughs> France Pavilion at Epcot. I love Belle. She's my favorite. This, perform in, this perfume inspired line features Belle from the Beauty and the Beast. There is a gray Bonjour Belle t-shirt, a pink Bonjour Belle tank top, a Bonjour Belle tote bag, a Bonjour Belle coin purse, a Bonjour Belle mug, a Bonjour Belle tumbler, and much, much more. And I'm kind of glad I don't have to say them all. <laughs> all the latest bonjour belle <laughs> merchandise <laughs> that was fun huh margie <laughs> i need to go to chop disney to look at this stuff so these are for all of the fur babies out there and their humans 
Disney's Cats and Dogs merchandise was spotted this week in the Emporium. There was a three-pack of bandanas spotted for dogs. The furriest of them all, white bandana, a black bandana with many of the Disney dogs on it, and a gray bandana with a group of Disney dogs on the front. There was also a gray sweater with Mickey's all over it for your favorite dog. So if you want your furry friend to share in your Disney passion, get these bandanas or a sweater today. We're making uh, Sarah be the spokesperson for Disney dog wear. <laughs> what? I felt like we did because she's like, buy those today. But that's how I wrote it. So it's my fault. <laughs> so uh, the Epcot food for the Festival of the Arts has been released, being held from January 8th to February 22nd. The artist table at the American Adventure will treat your taste buds to beef wellington and pan seared scallops. They will also have jumbo chocolate chip cookies and an assorted beer, assorted beers and wines. Citrus Blossom will be in the Showcase Plaza that you can refresh your spirit with beverages from Florida Orange Groves Winery or an orange cream shake served in a souvenir orange bird sipper. Hold on tight. We are not finished. We are all going to share in the fun of all that's going to be served at the Festival of the Arts. We have Cuisine Classique in German Pavilion. Be prepared to be amazed with these hearty braised bites and traditional old world delights like red wine braised short ribs. Uh, short ribs, sorry about that. Um, and then we have a... Coco Vin. Coco Vin, thank you. A Coco Vin and opera cake. Pair your dish with a glass of wine or beer. And then we have Decadence Delight at the Promenade Refreshments. You can satisfy your sweet tooth, which I definitely have, with raspberry or lemon soft serve ice cream, plus discover a variety of refreshing beers. Soft serve ice cream sound awesome. The deconstructed dish in the Showcase Plaza. Enjoy a deconstructed take on favorite foods like the Reuben, BLT, and strawberry cheesecake. Or sip on chai tea, shake that Showcase's favorite breakfast flavors. El Artista Hambriento in Mexico. Embark on a culinary journey south of the border and sample Mexican-inspired cuisine like pork belly pastor, chili rianos, and chocolate tacos. Chocolate tacos? Mm. You had me at chocolate and tacos. (laughs) (laughs) Goshiki in Japan. Stop by this food studio for popular items like sushi donuts and vegetable goiza. Plus, sip on sake or try the pink snow, a refreshing beverage featuring sake, peach schnapps, cranberry juice, and galpico. Or I might have said that wrong. Calpico. That sounds better. Sounds great to me. Festival favorites in the World Showcase. You can get um, guest favorite dishes like charcuterie, Remy's ratatouille, the lemon bludge orange tart, and a jumbo chocolate chip cookie. Plus, sip on a coffee cocktail or tasty micro brew. The painter's palette is going to be in the world showplace. Sample this palatable assortment of delicacies like prime steak tartare. No, thank you. Salt roasted <laughs> beef tartare and tantalang pistachio cake with cherry mousse and morello cherries. L'art de la cuisine française in France. Discover delightful French treats and baked goods from savory to sweet, including warm brie in a bread bowl, yum, mm. a black winter truffle croissant, and a trio of house-made macaroons 
pair the, these dishes with French wine or a frozen martini. Looks like I know where I'm going. L'Arte de Mangerie in Italy. Get a taste of Italy with a twist. This food studio serves up some arancini? Yep. What is what is that? I don't know. We Fried need to look at it. Rice balls. There you go. Rice balls? Okay. It's delicious. Is that an Italian <laughs> thing? Yes. Fried rice so balls? Good. I mean, I'm over here spalaza and I have no idea. <laughs> rice, fried rice balls. Okay. We've got some lobster ravioli and cream-filled Italian donuts along with Italian beer, wine, and cocktails. Then we have Masterpiece Kitchen in Canada. Raise your glass and celebrate with fabulous fusion of food and wine. Highlights include wild mushroom risotto, the salmon and cream. I don't know this one either. Gateau? Gateau. Cake. It's a cake? Gateau is French for cake. Okay, a salmon and cream gateau and a luscious panna cotta. What's a panna cotta? It's like a gelatinous. Sarah, how do you know all of this? <laughs> I like to like cook a... and I took French all the way through college. <laughs> She's a genius. I know, <laughs> I know chicken fingers. You could have been the one saying bonjour. <laughs> these are, I'm like, what are these new food? <laughs> I, I must have tried some of these. Plus, discover wine. I know that <laughs> to complement each culinary creation. <laughs> Mosaic Canteen in Morocco. Savor the bold flavors of Morocco in delectable delicious like harissa roasted rack of lamb and a Mediterranean flatbread with sitar pesto. The painted panda in China. Treat your senses to Chinese dishes like pork and water chestnut meatballs or the Sichuan red hot mala shrimp plus enjoy bubble tea draft beer and a variety of chinese inspired cocktails pop eats in showcase plaza unearth the tasty treasures and tantalizing textures of modern art inspired eats highlights include the colorful almond frangipan cake and the ever popular popped art a modern design sugar cookie with strawberry filling Plus, choose from savory dishes like shrimp ceviche or tomato soup with grilled cheese. And at Vibrant and Vivido, this is new. It can be found between Morocco and France. Enjoy bright, fresh flavors in dishes both savory and sweet, like a passion fruit mousse or a chilled seafood, seafood cocktail. Pair your food with an island-inspired smoothie, pina colada, or daiquiri. Okay, so who's going to Epcot during this time? Um, is this the one January 8th to February 22nd? Yes, I want to <laughs> yeah. be there. We will be there on February 22nd because that is my friend's daughter's 21st birthday. Man, so, there's a lot of interesting food. Of the arts is the best. Um, I think, no, Brad and them were at the Festival of the Flowers last garden, or garden and blah, blah, blah. Oh, maybe you think of that one. I've, I've been there for both of them. Well, thank you to Margie and to Sarah for joining us this week and for allowing us a little language lesson while we were right. going through. <laughs> I was just about to give that a shout out. Way to go, Sarah. Thanks for picking up my slack. I know very little about some cultural food. Sarah is very, very well-rounded. We learn more and more about her every time we do a show. She knows a lot. 
She does. When you were talking Don't about making that... me blush, stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're saying we mean good things. I know. <laughs> Thank so, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> when we went to Olivia's the other day, nobody got it, but the the soup of the day was tomato soup. And instead of putting those little croutons on top, this is what made me think of it, because Sarah was saying it, they cut up little pieces of grilled cheese and set it on the top. Mm. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I know. I was like, why has nobody ever done this before? But I guess they did, because now it's going to be in that pavilion. Because grilled cheese and tomato soup is like the best thing ever. It mm -hmm. is. If you're interested okay. in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Instagram page, Vicki, B-I-C-K-I-E, Black underscore Your Story Travel. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Brad, Vicki, Kaylee, and Joey speak about their Disney trip without a park visit. The trip they just went on where they were all over Disney, but without going into a, um, a park. It, we've heard a little bit about it, and it sounds like it's a lot of fun. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, History and more, just contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us here at mousecapadespodcasts at gmail.com and Gina will make sure that you get a copy at the beginning of each month. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, ladies, I think it is about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. 